0: I tell people my sister moved out west. You're a science teacher. Your husband, he renovates houses. You're thinking about moving, but you're gonna wait until the interest rates go down. That's not my story. (laughs) Before I was an Avenger, I made mistakes. Enemies. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Lucky all Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoushMedia.com, photo, video, digital media production. Today, we're discussing Black Widow, the 2021 film the one of the many of the many of the many mcu movies that are falling in the line of the timeline of the succession of the disney marvel franchise it's continuing on you can't stop this train i don't think you understand it's not stopping even with the pandemic it's sort of you know halted a little bit but it still comes back with a punch So today we have Black Widow, a 2021 American superhero film based on the Marvel comics, featuring the character of the same name. It's directed by Kate Shortland, produced by Marvel Studios, distributed by Walt Disney Studios. It's the 24th film in the Marvel Universe, Marvel MCU, uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's directed by Kate Shortland, screenplay by Eric Pearson, Um, stars our own Scarlett Johansson, We have her playing uh, Natasha Romanoff, a.k.a. Black Widow. This is not the first time she's been released. If you're just, like, freshly out of the MCU and you have no idea what's going on, this is not the first time this character has been introduced. But for everyone that is familiar with the timeline and familiar with the MCU, let's continue on. Um, So she plays Natasha Natasha Romanoff, Black Widow, alongside Florence Pugh, David Harbour, uh, O.T., OTU Fagbini, uh, uh, Olga uh, Coralinto, and William Hurt, Ray Winstone, and Rachel Wise. Um, So, this is set immediately after the events of Captain America Civil War 2016. The film sees Romanoff on the run and is forced to commit, uh, sorry, and is forced to confront a conspiracy tied to her past. So, Let's talk about the technicals of uh, this movie. Um, technically, this movie feels like it's divided into three different halves. Double Toasted did an, an immense job of describing each different half. But let me tell you what they how they described uh, Black Widow in the in the three different parts. So the first part is. Uh, throw in the Jason Bourne it's all of the things you love about the spy and espionage spy on the run we basically have that but within the MCU for the first hour we've got the hand-to-hand combat we've got people doing car chases and running across the tops of uh, European buildings and let me just say that it just it, it embodies what feels like the Bourne supremacy ultimatum and identity uh franchise you know the Bourne franchise and that's just the first hour it elevates to the second degree which is what uh some of my favorite people were talking about of uh my podcasters of all different kinds double toasted slash film slash Film daily all the all the uh usual suspects of people i like and even uh bald moves some other guys i like um but everyone agreed that it continued to escalate in tension and in action i believe from the first act to second act to third act so the first act you have the Bourne ultimatum and identity franchise the second act feels like it transfers and shifts into overdrive of the mission impossible realm now the reason it feels like so much more of a mission impossible type uh movie and it elevates to that then the cinematography by gabriel um bernstein kind of uh curts to that um This is the same cinematographer, The the Distinguished Gentleman, The Spanish Prisoner, Blade Two, Street Kings, and several entries in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So it has that same like sheen and look and kind of um, Civil War-esque look. So um, I got to say that the reason that it feels like it elevates to from the Borm Supremacy type spy, spy espionage to the second degree which is the Mission Impossibleness of this movie. The second part of this feels like Mission Impossible because literally the, the, the stunts feel uh, super exaggerated to that degree. It's almost that G.I. Joe-ness of how the hell did they do that slash sci-fi-ness. You know, it's, it's almost not even possible for a lot of these people to even kind of be able to do most of the stunts that they're able to do by the second act. Then by the third act... We come around to the big climax of the MCU um, kind of halt. I don't think it's um, it's not the strongest part of the movie, but I don't actually I don't think that the climax is the weakest either. I don't think that's there. In my opinion, the Black Widow movie doesn't have that many shortcomings from the standpoint of an average movie watcher. I think if you are going in there just as an average movie watcher, movie goer, even just an MCU guy or gal that likes watching or put your pronoun in. Uh, if you are just an individual that likes watching these movies, and you're not enthralled with the comics, I think you can enjoy it for what it is, um, and enjoy the the action thrill that this provides. It very much feels like a summer action movie. I think it provides those type of thrills, and I was never bored in it throughout the, the pretty much any part of the movie. So, I got to say that from the pacing what do we have about 134 minutes um yeah it's well well into um what is that, 2 hours 2 hours plus so um yeah i i honestly probably could have watched a little bit more of it but um i think what a lot of people are agreeing is this does not exactly feel like a Natasha Romanoff Scarlett Johansson movie um it feels more like a setup towards um, the rest of the characters that are in it, or that outshine her, there's a lot of characters co-stars that feel like they kind of outshine Scarlett Johansson in this, and she feels so much more of like a repercussion of things that are happening within her own movie. She feels like um she's being pushed around. She's not the one making the decisions, and it's not like that's the one all be all for making a good movie. But it, you know, everybody had wanted a Black Widow movie, and they kind of, I guess, wanted. I could see of wanting her to have her own merit and not be a repercussion of what everyone else is trying to get her to do. Um, So with saying that as an average move, as an sorry, as an average movie goer, I think you're going to enjoy your time. I think you're going to, the money spent into this is, is well worth it. Now with saying that uh, I know that people that were in, Uh, involved with reading into the comics and stuff like that they were not crazy about this they some of the people um that are in the movie representing such as uh like taskmaster and stuff like that were really bothered uh bothered people um in their interpretation of this character mostly because they didn't fulfill the ultimate needs or ultimate things that this character was representing um so i can kind of see where it would be a little bit let down on that part but then again once again, from the standpoint of just coming to it from not reading the comic books, it didn't bother me as much. It is more just like hearing about it post-watching the movie, hearing, oh, dang, that that would have been really nice to have in the movie, and that would have been really cool if they would have done that, but they just decided not to. So, um, yeah, continuing on, we have uh, Lionsgate Films began uh, development of Black Widow film in april 2004 with david Hayter uh, attached to write and um direct the project did not move him forward and the character's film rights had reverted to uh marvel studios by june 2006 uh johansson this would have been a totally different movie if it was made in different uh studio um and by the way this is one of the darkest disney led marvel sled movies i think i've seen just based off the first act i was uh i was like my goodness i could not believe how dark they went and i applauded them for it i think they could have not reveled in it but kind of uh, gone a little bit more in detail about what was going on to you know these uh what at the beginning of this movie you know what the detachment and whatnot so um of this natasha romanoff family they could have gone in a little bit more detail about it but this opening is is very um it's 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 a juicy hook from kind of a dark dark perspective okay so um almost to the almost to the degree that i thought we weren't watching a disney movie at one point you know so uh so marvel gains. uh marvel ended up getting black widow in june 2006 the rights um johansson was cast in the role for the several mcu films beginning with iron man 2 2010 beginning discussing a solo film with marvel um and began discussing a solo film with marvel back then work began in late 2017 and shortland hired 2017 2018 um jack schaefer and ned benson uh contributed to the uh script i think jack schaefer was one of the wandavision she was she was Wanda Wanda Vision's showrunner i believe um so they contributed to the script before Pearson was hired. Filming took place May to October 2019. Norway, Budapest, Morocco, Pinewood Studios in England, in Atlanta, Mar- Mackin, and Rome in Georgia. Jesus, where the hell didn't they go? They they didn't come to my house, but uh, they, came, they went everywhere else. My goodness. Okay, so since we're going uh, spy badass, I'm going to have to put my hair up. It's just driving me nuts looking at it and the thing. So uh, let me see. Black Widow premiered June 29th, 2021 at various events around the world and was released in the United States on July 9th simultaneously in theaters through Disney with premier access. That means it's like an extra $30 on top of being a subscriber to Disney. Um, And you get that. You have to pay that if you are subscribing and you decide not to go to the theater and you want it early. Otherwise, I think uh, Black Widow would eventually come on streaming um platforms. Uh the uh, D- the Disney Plus streaming platform, that's what I meant. It is the first film in the phase 4 of the MCU and was delayed 3 times from an original May 2020 release date due to COVID pandemic. Um Black Widow broke several pandemic box office records upon release and grossed over $314 million worldwide, becoming the fifth highest grossing film in 2021. Uh, It also made sixty million in disney plus global revenue in its opening weekend the film received generally positive reviews from critics with praise for the performances particular of johansson and Pugh, and the action sequences and those are generally the things that i really liked about it too the dynamics between uh florence Pugh, which is a standout stellar performance she's the she's going to be one of mcu's big gems you're going to see her in everything i'm already calling it now um she is a standout stellar performance and having joe scarlett johansson kind of have uh florence pugh be kind of like the foil for each other they kind of like bounce off each other in a way that they allow to express how they're feeling and talk to them as like legitimate sisters and it's pretty it, it it's uh enlightening for understanding you know their background and kind of having a more lightning mood. I feel like, you know, Johansson has to play Scarlet, uh, has to play uh, Natasha Romanoff with such a straight face. She's so serious all the time that Pew able to, you know, have these comedic beats, but also this wit and this banter just just works. Um, I got to say, this was one of the films I did feel the MCU is starting to wane on me with regards to the, um, the comedy and their timing with it it's just like for god's sakes this is it's a serious moment stop telling a joke like being shot at is not a time for a joke i'm tired of <laughs> I'm, I'm tired of some of these like sequences of them being about killed and they're cracking a joke which just kind of deflates the pacing for me and the tension um maybe not the pacing but the tension it's like stop making jokes when there's bullets flying through your shit your your aircraft it's not that stop doing that you know so on a um 200 million dollar budget um we're still kind of in the opening of all of this you know three 314 million um plus all the disney plus revenue they got to bring in we don't we won't have the numbers probably forever of those i don't know they only get to release those if they want to so uh yeah ultimately the pros and the cons of this movie i look good uh from the cinematography the action sequences i was really impressed from that um i thought uh the pacing all of that uh, it's there's not much i have to say that's bad about this quote-unquote bad about this movie and when i say anything bad about a movie it's not necessarily you know oh my god it's the worst thing i've ever seen it's just like things i would have changed or things that i think they could have worked on um some of the character dynamics i feel like they kind of sweep them under the under the rug they kind of forgive people a little bit too easily that's going to go into a uh, spoiler section um but overall some of the character dynamics i i think they just needed a little bit more extra time in some places i wrote in my review that it could have uh, benefited from probably an extra 20 to 30 minutes um maybe 20 minutes it might have felt a little bit long but honestly i was having such a great time i didn't even care um i know some people didn't have as great of a time watching this um and this did have a steep steep uh drop off when uh space jam 2 space jam A new legacy was released anyway um so maybe people aren't feeling this as much as i am um i just felt like for the pacing for everything i was not expecting i was like this is pretty badass i was like she's badass the characters are badass this is an interesting um americans ish premise you know the the americans ish you know it's like this russian family living in america trying to do espionage kind of thing it's it's all very much like that um and the way it begins so yeah i the 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 things i liked were or were weighing very heavy and um and the things i disliked i was a little bit more forgiving about i just was like all right maybe they took a little shortcut here or there but i was like this is pretty impressive for being able to have some like i said something of this scale something that has happened in the mcu in a timeline that we've already seen and to keep the pacing and to keep the tension up in my opinion even though we know the The outcomes of uh some of the characters in the movie i was still on quote-unquote pins and needles i didn't and i I felt like i didn't know what was going to happen to the majority of these characters so it still had that layer of unpredictability about it there is a third act slight cringe moment of a twist but it's like i said it's not a make or break uh part of the movie for me personally um i'm trying to think if i wanted to give it seven out of ten or eight out of ten i think i might go eight out of ten because i'd probably rewatch this movie if i could uh, would just um, you know purely off the action scenes and everything I, I had a really great time um i think i'm gonna go eight out of ten because i had a pretty good time and i can't really think of a reason to bring it down too much and the reason that it would go down i don't think would bring it down to a seven out of ten. So we're going to go eight out of ten for Black Widow. Um, thank you for listening, watching at Doll Podcast. For the full review, please go to patreoncom Lucky Doll Podcast. We also have all the other reviews, Lucky Doll Podcast.com. You have all the other social medias, the Twitches, the YouTubes. We got the videos, the live streams, we got the Instagrams, we got the Facebook groups, we got all these social media things, I don't know why I'm talking like an old man that has no idea And why is my hand going like that, no, I, uh, we have uh, tons of social medias for you to catch up on, um, if this is your first video, check out all the other reviews, thumbs up, my god, if we do not get a thumbs up, then I'm just, you know, say, yuck it, and then just screw it, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore, <laughs> um, so, yeah, thumbs up, subscribe, follow all those things, help. I've actually done the numbers. So if 10 people, if 10 people subscribe, it is one percent of the way to 1,000 subscribers. So do you want to be one of the 10 uh, people that is the percentage so you're one tenth of a percent of helping the lucky Dog podcast become monetizable. And once we are monetizable, we still got to get like hundreds of thousands of views. So I've, I like I, I was looking at the numbers and it's like if you don't make like over 50,000 to 100,000 views per video, you're probably only making like 25 to 100 bucks. But I could be wrong. Like I said, take everything I say with a grain of salt. But I was like any single thing, comment, question, concern, whatever you got to do to help support the com- uh, the, the podcast, please do. It absolutely helps. OK, so that's the end of my spiel. Um all right so we are getting ready to get into the Lugador podcast Black Widow 2021 spoiler section starting in just a moment So you're probably wondering why you're able to still watch this uh you know spoiler section I thought you were going to say this uh patreon.com look at our podcast exclusive well generally it is but sometimes i release some free long form detailed reviews you know where i'm acting a little bit you know crazy wiry whatever um and also you can kind of learn a few things um hopefully about either the the movie or the review or hear some interesting opinions i don't know maybe i don't know why, why the fuck do people watch movie reviews these days anyway anyways um so you're, i was saying why why are you getting this one um well you're getting the majority of the review if you want the full 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 unedited well it edited to the degree that you would want it to be edited but you know mostly unedited is on the Patreon exclusive page. You're getting, like, uh, you know, the you're getting a chunk of it, but not the full thing. All right, so I told you I was going uh, to ramble a little bit. But anyways. Okay, so, uh, and bear with me with some of these names. I, these are some, like, uh, terrible Russian uh, accent names that I'm going to uh, mess up really bad. So the names aren't terrible, but my accent's going to be terrible. And... 1995, super soldier Alexei Shokalov and black widow Mel- Melina Voskov, Russian undercover agents, pose as a family in Ohio with the surrogate daughters Natasha Romanoff and Yelena Belov. So this is David Harbour as the dad, we got Rachel Vice as the mom, we have Natasha Romanoff is daughter the oldest daughter and Yelena Belova is Florence Pugh's character the younger versions this is back in the day this is before those characters actually come they come in to play those those actors come in to play them but um just want to say right off the top of the uh uh I love this first 10 minutes I was like floored I was like I was I felt like I was in it I was really glad that we got like this flashback and everyone's all in like 90s gear David Harper's got straight up uh, uh, Stranger Things looking at, looking ass outfit on um, and he's like hanging on to the plane like ah! He's doing some craziness. And we have this family is full of badasses. And they're all talking about, oh, it's this one fucking day. It's, oh, it's coming. I wish we had gotten like one or two days with the family before it went all to haywire. But that was just me. Um, I still thought it was some absolute craziness at this beginning. I was like, Jesus. And with this family being divided and David Harbour being an asshole and letting his uh, his wife go to everyone... Uh, the the parents are are dog shit in this i i mean not not the the actors but like the the actual parents that they have are absolute dog shit and they're kind of terrible throughout this thing but the movie kind of wants to redeem it by the end of this movie as well it, it's a lot to handle to be honest um so yeah david harbour just like Let's the girls get like in the in the shoulders and taken away from the family. The mother's taken away. She's been shot, but she'll be okay. Maybe she'll be okay, and she's gonna be taken to what's his face? Uh, uh, Ray Winstone's place. The Cuban slash Russian ass guy. We don't even know what the hell kind of accent he's doing. Is he's a Russia? I I'm not doing a Russian accent. I I can't do it. Um, um. I can name it was a Voskadov and a Shashkovash, and that's about all I can do. Um, and those are the last names. Um, after finishing their mission to steal shield intel, they escaped to Cuba uh, to the rendezvous with their boss, General Drakov. And uh, I think a lot of people have to say <laughs> a lot of things about this dude's uh, <laughs> accent. <laughs> so... Who has Romanov and Belov taken to the Red Room for training? So, the Red Room, you know, that, that's like, that's in the MC universe. Um, uh, let me see. Okay, so the Red Room, um, also known as the Black Widow program, was a top secret Soviet and later Russian-trained, uh, top-secret Soviet and later Russian-trained program led by Drakov. The program takes young orphan girls and turns them into elite assassins named Black Widows and is overseen by various individuals, Madam B, Melina, volskov uh, Graduates of the program include Natasha, Yelena, Belov, and it was terminated in 2016 for the destruction of the Red Room headquarters. And so the uh that's a little bit of uh backstory on the red room and we've heard about the red room through other movies as well and what has happened to natasha and her sister and all of these girls is absolutely it's heartbreaking it's it's uh kind of glossed over a little bit even in the credits when they have this like human trafficking segment of like natasha and all these girls being taken and being picked up again by uh, drake off or whatever um one it's very hard to watch Two, um it's just like oh my oh my gosh i can't believe they actually had to go through all that and we we aren't exactly with them through that type of torture and i'm kind of glad that we're not where it's more just like talked about and we hear about it because that'd be a lot to handle for a disney movie i'm just saying um you know the straight up uh, giving them hysterectomies and stuff like that it, it, it was it, it's very, very uh, very bad. So years pass during the Shoshka is imprisoned in uh, Russia, which is uh David Harbor's character, while Romanov detects sorry, defects to shield after bombing Drakeoff Drakeoff's Budapest office and apparently killing him and his young daughter. Antonia uh and I was like Jesus I couldn't believe that they had they kept showing this explosion of this young daughter I think they showed it at least twice before we get confirmation of things that uh happened later I was like gosh this is a this is intense so in 2016 Romanoff is a fugitive for violating the Sokovia Accords um which uh, she escapes from the United States Secretary of State thaddeus ross which is uh we got uh william hurt back we didn't i don't think we've seen william hurt in a long time i don't know if we've seen him since the incredible hulk but we might have seen him like once or twice in other movies um and he flee uh, sorry and uh romanov flees to a safe house in norway supplied by rick mansion sorry rick mason uh, he's just, like, random guy that is just supplying Natasha all the things that she could possibly want. And getting, like, nothing in return. You know, he's, he, he's kind of, like, casual. He's like, mm, Natasha, what you, what you doing this afternoon? What you doing later? You know, you got a boyfriend? What, what, oh, what, what? Uh, Oh, oh, plane. I got you. I got you a plane. Private plane right there. I got you. And it's, like, she ain't <laughs> giving him nothing. Absolutely nothing. So, um. So, yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Beloff, uh, Natasha's younger sister, and they're not connected at this point, Beloff kills a rogue former Black Widow, but comes in contact with a syn- synthetic gas that neutralizes the Red Room's chemical mind control agent. Uh, Beloff sends antidote vials to Romanoff, hoping she will send the Avengers to f- to free the other widows. When Romanoff unknowingly drives off with the vials taskmaster attacks her Seeking them and I enjoyed the first battle of taskmaster I know some people were like why isn't taskmaster doing all the cool things. I mean she has a uh, uh, this character has a couple of cool elements of like blocking and uh doing similar throws and you know fighting styles like captain america and i think like iron man as well maybe a couple other uh characters i can't remember of at this at this time but it wasn't like super apparent for me that uh, that this individual was mirroring black widow at all i could tell by like one or two like blocks that they were doing but it didn't look immediately for me though she's like oh my gosh she's mirroring everything she does what is she gonna do ah, ah. you know it, it wasn't like that for me um but uh romanoff manages to escape uh, escape escape taskmaster and realizes that they came from belava belava oh her, her sister the two reunite in budapest Romanoff learns Dracoff is alive and the Red Room is still active. We do get a nice little Florence Pugh and uh Scarlett Johansson <laughs> uh, fight. But uh you know, that that was pretty fun. So <laughs> Romanoff learns Dracoff is alive and the Red Room is still active. She's like <laughs> Um Shortly after Black Widow's attack, uh, uh, sorry, shortly after Black Widows attack them. Um, Romanoff and Belov evade them, and um, Belava evade evade um, Taskmaster before meeting Mason, who supplies them with another helicopter. It does start to feel a little bit like a video game, you know, grab the thing to meet the person, to do the thing, to kill the person, to do the thing. You know, it, it starts to kind of feel like a little bit like that. Um, let me see what else we got. Romanoff and Belov uh, break Shashkov out of prison to learn Dracoff's location. Okay, so this is kind of yada yada, but I like the the introduction to David Harper's character in the modern time is a little bit extreme. I'll be honest; he's like getting a tattoo of his superhero, and the super, the tattoo guy who's doing it, you know, has a Black Widow on his <laughs> on the side of his neck it's just a little bit like hammy it's like all right and then david harbour is just a big fucking dude i mean when he's fighting it's like all right this, this guy looks like he's gonna whoop some ass the thing is i don't know if david harbour ever gets to be used to the fullest degree a lot of the scenes um for his fighting felt sloppy um i think there is good fighting in this movie but some of the things that were happening with david harbour's character and i wanted more i just wanted him to fuck somebody up and i feel like he never really got to do that um maybe there's like one or two scenes when he's being broken out of but i didn't really feel it to that degree so it's a great action scene and after this this big prison breakout i was like bah! you know there's this fucking like explosion happen. sorry, there's this uh, explosion, there's an explosion that causes, uh, snow to come from the tops, and there's a big avalanche, and I was like, ah, you know, a big avalanche, so you gotta grab all, uh, all your guys, gotta get the hell out of here, gotta get the helicopter, flooring like, speed you know, gotta, gotta, gotta bounce, so, anyways, I'm not gonna go through play-by-play, even though I think I just did, <laughs> um, um, so Drakov's, uh, break, break Shashikov out of to learn Drakeoff's location. And I feel like David Harbour's character is completely clueless to realizing how big of an asshole he is in this. And I feel like the girls, his daughters, uh, you know, foster daughters, I guess, are sort of a little bit understand they give him a little bit of leeway but they don't give him much leeway they still think he's a fucking ass and i kind of agree i i don't think that the parents are redeemed at the end of this movie and i think that they kind of want us to think they are which they're not <laughs> so um yeah he tells them to speak to vasco Vos- to- who lives in the farm outside of St. Petersburg. So David Harbour says, we got to go find your mother or your foster mothers, your foster mother, where she developed the chemical mind control process used on the widows. And she is evil as fuck. Like she has come up with some of the bad stuff and she's continuously doing it. There, Balava, I'm not even, is that her name? I, don't, I, I might not even understand that. Balava reveals that while they were not a real family, she believed they were so. Afterward, Vaskatov admits she sent their location to Drakeoff So there's this big family dynamic of like this this dinner with David Harbour, Rachel Weiss, um, Florence Pugh, and Scarlett Johansson. And I love the dynamic between them. It's just big awkward family reunion of fake Russian Americans that are f- fake Americans that are acting like Russians, I guess. Uh, and uh, there are Americans are acting like fake Russians. I, I don't know what the hell the thing is. But anyways, uh yeah, I thought it was kind of an awkward family gathering and I, I kinda was here for it. That was the kind of the stuff that I really enjoyed watching and whatnot. So I think that with saying all this, we need to continue on to where the hell? Okay, so uh Rachel Vice admits she sent their location to Dracoff like a fucking snitch. And um I was surprised that she actually went back on it. And I do kind of like looking back onto that scene and thinking like, Oh wow, she's going to snitch them out the whole time. It's like a different, you go back and rewatch it with different lens. Um, re-watchability on it might work, work pretty well. His agents arrive and take them to the red room in an aerial facility. I really love the look of this aerial facility. Um, of like having this big castle in the sky this big ship in the sky it's how they keep everything away from the regular world and how no one knows it's all going on because it's in the sky it's like okay i can i guess i can deal with that you know what else am i gonna do with that so um yeah i was uh i was there for it i really liked the the visual design of it as well um reminds me of sky captain in the world of tomorrow um let me see Voskatov and Romanoff use face mask technology to switch places before being captured. Um, Wow, they're just kind of like giving us all the things. So, yeah, there is this like big reveal of like, oh, my gosh, it's uh, Romanoff is being captured or sorry, Vosk. Rachel Vice is acting. Sorry, Natasha is acting like Rachel Vice, and that character is is in the room with Drakeoff and learning all of the things she needs to learn plus has like this earpiece plus there's a hilarious like david harbour you don't have a fucking earpiece shut the fuck up <laughs> he, he ain't gonna have no family uh um <laughs> family time on this like you weren't part of the plan i, I love how they address that it's kind of like uh you weren't part of the the twist of this get the hell out of this twist <laughs> david harbour oh my gosh so i like david harbour i do think he was a uh, his character in this is a big fucking ass. So, um So yeah, so they use face mask technology to switch places before being captured. Uh, it was a little bit. I'm not sure if I'd believe that just because their complete face does not look like that would ever happen. I don't I don't know. I, I, we're just going to ignore that. Um so it's allowing Voskatov to free Shashka Shashkatov, which is uh, David Harbour and Florence Pugh from their restraints. Meanwhile, uh, Romanoff confronts Drakeoff who sees through her disguise. Romanoff learns Taskmaster is Antonia, who suffered damage severe enough, from, sorry, severe enough that Drakeoff had to put a chip in her head. Um, this made her the perfect soldier capable of mimicking the actions of anyone she sees. Romanoff attempts to kill Dracoff, but she uh, fails to harm him due to a pheromone lock installed in every widow. Which this was like straight up like 007 Bond by this point. It's like, oh my gosh, really? This is what it's come down to? And I'm, I thought it was a little. Bit, um, I don't know. I don't know if I like that. I, if it was in the MCU comics, I'm not going to question it. I'm just saying. I was like, I don't know if I like that. Um, it's just kind of a little bit stupid um but maybe that would work i i mean you can't deny the fact that smell has a very powerful um urge in your life you know when it when you smell something it makes you want to do things or makes you want to go places or get away from things you know it's a very visceral reaction to smell something that uh, makes you act so i could maybe see this that they would be able to do this um but uh to like a degree i guess like a scientific science fiction degree uh Dreykov reveals that he controls widows worldwide through his desk control which all right all right now we're just jumping the shark we're just completely jumping shark at this point he has widows worldwide uh you know triple w it's it, we got it all covered and it's like what the fuck why is Drakeoff telling her all this information anyway it's like oh because she you know she needs to know so anyways um Romanoff intentionally breaks her nose, severing a nerve in her nasal passage to negate the ph- pheromone, and then attacks Dreykov, which I was like, okay, so the, I was thinking of the three different, I was trying to think of several different ways about how Scarlett Johansson was going to remove the smell of this guy, so she was going to be able to, you know, uh, attack him. Why not, uh, i don't know like put a mask on or of some sort or uh, a helmet or something that blocks the senses of the, the smelling and whatnot like you didn't have to break your fucking nose i was like jesus they're just trying to make her like extreme um so i guess that's sort of badass i mean we've seen like badass people just you know use their head when they had nothing else to use but i was just like okay can she not smell anymore after this can she not smell like anything like I, uh, and then i think she like breaks her nose back it's like can you do that <laughs> uh, whatever I, I don't even know so anyways so she negates the pheromone and then attacks drakov Shushkatoff uh battles taskmaster while voska vostokov takes out one of the facility's engines and belloff searches for the other widows who have been sent to protect Drakov. together. Shashkatov and Voskatov uh, lock ta- Taskmaster in a cell. And I thought them locking Taskmaster ma- <laughs> task task in a cell, I thought this was a complete waste. I was so surprised that they were going to uh dull Taskmaster this early in to the fight, and I felt like it also allowed David Harbour not to have to fight them either as well. I was I was like, this is kind of disappointing in a way. I really thought that the I didn't think that the highlight of Taskmaster was going to be that first ten uh, the first fight she had or you know. Especially when we find out that it's the daughter of Dracoff everyone's like oh shit like i i had forgotten that even little girl had even been on the board i was like i don't even know who the fuck taskmaster is and so when that little girl came i was like oh shit and what's funny is oh i was her name olga uh, olga Kurilenko. she was in uh james bond i believe as well but she uh, she actually is Russian. I think she says hardly anything. <laughs> it, it, it's kind of funny. They, they, they muffled the only real Russian person. Oh, my goodness. So, um, Dreykov escapes as the Widows attack Romanov and Belov creates an antidote bomb that releases the Widows from mind control. Romanoff gets into the control desk and copies the locations of other widows worldwide as, she, as the facility begins to f- explode and fall. Romanoff retrieves the two surviving vials of antidote and frees Taskmaster from, her locks, from the lock cell. Uh, Voskotov and Shoshkotov escape through a plane while Beloff takes out uh aircraft, killing him. And she has a pretty badass, like, send-off, but I never felt like she was suicidal at all. I kind of wish that she wasn't trying to kill herself at the end. Um, in Freefall, Romanoff gives Belov a... Uh, sorry. Uh, Belova, her sister, a parachute before battling Taskmaster. Um, after landing, Romanoff uses one antidote vial on Taskmaster, freeing her from servitude. Which, why didn't she do that early? I don't remember why she didn't do that earlier. <laughs> the freed widow arrived as Balava, um, Voskatov, and Shaskatov say goodbye to Romanov. She believes Balava, uh, the last antidote vial, and the portable drive telling her to find and free the other still mind controlled widows as they leave Antonia Romanoff awaits Ross and his men who have arrived to apprehend her two weeks later a blonde Romanoff reunites with Mason who supplies her with a Quinjet sorry she reunites with Mason who replies, who re- supplies her with a Quinjet she leaves intending to free the imprisoned Avengers in a post credit scene set after Romanoff's death, Belova encounters Valentina Allegra de la Fontaine a Roma, at Romanoff's grave. De Fontaine assigns Clint Barton, a.k.a. Hawkeye, who, whom she claims is responsible for Romanoff's death, as Belova's next target. And that, my friends, is the 2021 film Black Widow directed by Kate Shortland. Thank you for listening, watching Lucky Dog Podcast. Let me know how I can improve the podcast. Let me know how I can improve the reviews. Let me know what you thought about Black Widow. Give it a thumbs up. Give it a, a follow. Give it a subscribe. Give it uh whatever you got to do to support the podcast. Oh, my God, because I just put a fucking 45 minutes in this sheet <laughs> and I'd really appreciate it. This is um, I actually really do enjoy doing these reviews. It's fun kind of giving a revitalization you don't know if it's been like two days since you've seen the movie or if it's been like 20 years you can always come back watch it and experience the review with us me you the people them us we them <laughs> all right so look it up podcast at gmail.com for uh all the emails comments questions concerns send them there look it up podcast at dot com is uh, the website, Patreon dot com slash Podcast for all the reviews. You got the full reviews. You get the early reviews. You get the reviews that are movies from over five years ago. So you're gonna get those full reviews as well. You get the animated uh, showed reviews, shows on animated uh, reviews and stuff like that. So um yeah, thank you for listening, watching Lucknow Podcast. Let me know how I can improve and it Here's what's going to happen. Natasha, don't slouch. I'm not slouching. You're going to get a big hunch. Mm-hmm. Listen to your mother. Oh my god, this up! up All right, enough. All of you. I didn't say anything. That's not fair.